in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and God, and still we are in John 12:24. but if it dies, it will produce more, much fruits. As I said Sunday, and in our Bible studies yesterday, today and yesterday, we are trying to focus on where is the death that is required in our life, where is this that is missing in our life, in the readings, and then we reflect in our own personal experience. So the first reading we had today was from Ezekiel chapter 22, and he was saying, Therefore says, thus says the Lord God, because you have become one mixture, therefore I will gather you into the midst of Jerusalem, a silver plus iron tin, and lead and gather into the midst of the furnace to blow fire into it. When the Israelites, again, as we said in the morning, Ezekiel was prophesying during the time of captivity. And people were mixing with different nations and they were worshipping different gods. So he was telling them now, because you choose to be this mixture, you accepted syncretism in your life, so now your place is going in the midst of the furnace. So the Lord is telling us, it's easy to mingle with the world, but again, you have to keep your own standards of life as a son of God or as a daughter of God. We are living in the world, but the world is not living in us. When you have this syncretism, we start to share with them in their own worship, in a way or another, feeling that it makes us not odd out in this community. We are facing the same way of this. So it's asking us to die for the pleasures of this world that is against the will of God, against His word. And in the next reading, he was saying nearly the same thing. Her priests also have set at naught my law and profaned my holy things. So the whole congregation, including their priests, were profaning everything they were doing. So we need to think, it's not because the priest is doing it, it's right. It's not because anyone is doing it, it's right. It's a good thing to the word of God when we choose this for ourselves. Then we'll find the gospel, I'm sure you know it all, it's Matthew chapter 22. But let me ask you and please answer. Why this man who was rejected by God? He said, And when the king came in to, the, to see the guest, he saw there a man who had not on a wedding garment. And he said unto him, Friend, how come you in here not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. What do you think? Why this man came in a different way and why he spotted him? And how it reflected in our life today? Hmm? The garments are free given by the king. Okay, the garments are free given by the king. What else? Cool. Hmm? Yes, according to the Jewish tradition, at that time, if the king has a wedding, he has to deliver all the garments. The wedding garment is the, the, the duty of the king to offer it to everyone. But someone felt that he is good enough. I don't need the garment of the king. If we try to reflect on this issue only in our life today, sometimes we are coming to church or coming before God with our own self-righteousness. I'm good enough. I don't need to repent. I don't need to confess. I don't need to do what other people do. Why? Because I am good enough. I have my own garments and it's good enough for me. And here is the warning. If I can't die to my own self-righteousness, I will never be able to have the wedding garment on me. He says in Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 10 that he is going to put the robe of righteousness on us. How? It is a gift given by the king himself.
and you can't buy it, you can't get it anywhere else. Whatever goodness you have in yourself, it is not acceptable. That's why the parable here is telling us if you are coming with, without your, the death of your inner man and you feel you are good with your own self-righteousness, you are rejected. And he is able to spot you out of the wedding celebration. Then we will find Amos in the third hour was telling us that O house of Israel, 40 years in the wilderness, ye you took up the tabernacle of Molech and the star of your good Raphan and the images of them which you made for yourselves. He they knew that in the 40 years in the wilderness he was giving them all the provisions they need and they were worshipping him. But it ended up the king, he's talking to the king of the north again, who never worshipped the Lord for one day and now they are holding the tabernacle of Molech and the star of your god Raphael. We are worshipping different gods. So sometimes because we enjoyed the presence of God, we enjoyed his provisions, his care about us for 40 days in the wilderness, then now we can do whatever we want. After a great miracles in our life, after great success given to us by his grace, sometimes we feel that we are lose more we are more loose and we want to do whatever we want to do. You can let know in Matthew twenty four he was warning them again. He was telling them at the beginning of this reading without choosing the death you will be alone. Without choosing this death you are out of my kingdom. But as the days of Noah were so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came, and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Sometimes we say it out of normal saying in our life that he was with us yesterday but today he is not here he was not sick he was young which looks logic but he's telling us this is a norm even in the last days people will be living their normal life in the time of Noah everyone was living his normal life because Noah spent 120 years to build the ark and he was telling them the flood is coming because he never heard of a flood so for them he was a liar or just someone kidding or joking among them Sometimes when we hear the warnings a lot, we feel it, we heard it many times. Still I have a chance, tomorrow or after tomorrow or after many years. So he's warning us, it's repentance today and repentance now, not any other time. In the sixth hour, he was, Jeremiah was telling us, but we started from verse 9. If you go earlier in the beginning of the chapter, we'll find Jeremiah was told by God to go and to buy for himself a linen girdle and then he told him go near the shore and bury it under the, the sand after a few days he told him go and bring it back and when he went to bring it back it was totally corrupted and then the verse we read today thus says the Lord thus I will ruin the bride of Judah and the bride of Jerusalem. Behold, I will make the voice of joy to cease out of this place before your eyes and the voice of gladness. Why all these things? The voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride because of the bride of Jerusalem. 
right? It means my inner man is living and my new man is not there anymore. So the same thing, if you want to enjoy the fullness of this relationship and to protect yourself from this disaster, it's the humility. Humility, it means your inner man, your old man, you choose to die and not to live it anymore. We'll find in the same hour, the Gospel was Matthew 25, and you know the story of the five wise men and the five foolish, sorry, wise virgins and foolish virgins. We read in the exposition that both have everything nearly the same. Both were virgins, both having oil, but one have more surplus to cover the whole night, some others not. Again, to reflect in our life, if I am living the fullness of the old man, I'm not doing what is required only. I'm doing what is required joyfully and more. If the Lord, even the Lord told them, they heard that tithing is the command. He told them, if you are not, your righteousness is not more than the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you are not going to inherit eternal life. So if we are living on the edge, and we are feeling that we are trying to please God, God is not pleased with your own deeds. God is only pleased with the sacrifice of His Son Jesus Christ. And now it's time to enjoy more. Because He is pleased because of the sacrifice of Christ which became yours when you got baptized. It's now your own time to sacrifice as much as you can to be like the wise virgins. who are joyfully waiting and they have surplus of their deeds. Again the church saying that we are not saved by our deeds but we cannot save without it. So it's very important to know that those who receive the grace, those who receive uh, the great gift of faith, they are obliged to walk in this death to enjoy the fullness of the resurrection of Christ. And then Hosea was encouraging us and telling us, again Hosea was prophesying to the kingdom of the north. But he's telling us, it's time to know that I have given you a great signs of goodness. And this is what he did for, for Israel. He was telling them, yes, Israel is a vine with good, goodly branches. Her fruits is abundant according to the multitude of her fruits. She has been, she has multiplied her altars. According to the wealth of his land, he has set up pillars. They have divided their hearts. Now shall they be utterly destroyed. He shall dig down their altars, their pillars shall mourn. Because of the great wealth he gave them, they started to have more altars, more pillars to, to raise sacrifice in front of them, not for the one true God. He's telling you and me, if now your life is blessed at your work, at your career, at your studies, it's a blessing from me. It means you need to sacrifice more, but to the right God, to the one who gave it to you. It's not a permission to go and to sacrifice to any other God. Again, the sacrifice was all meaning of sacrifice. Your time is a sacrifice. How do you spend your time away from your working hours? Is it sacrifice to your own true God or to any other God? Are you wasting your time? Are you using it properly? In Matthew 23, the very famous chapter of the woes, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you built the tombs of the prophets, and adorned the, them uh, uh, with righteousness, and say, If we had been in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partakers 
with them in the blood of the Prophet. Again, it's very easy to say, if I was there, I will never do such sin. But he's telling us now, because those people from outside, they were perfect. They were Pharisees, they know everything. We'll find in the next Gospel, John 11, they were seeking the Lord, but for the wrong cause. It says, and then the, the both chief priests and Pharisees had given a commandment that if any man knew where he was, he should show it that they might take him. Sometimes you are in this position of trying to find mistakes for others. Trying to find mistakes and for Christ himself who is the head of the body. That's why we heard it this morning, Christ was telling us, I was in prison, me. I was sick and 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 and. And then they asked him, where have you been in this situation? He said, everything you have done to the least of my children, you have done to me personally. So again, if you are seeing that the death that needs to produce much fruit is something very personal, it means that I am acting in the whole world with Christ himself. The last prophecy today was from the book of wisdom. And he was telling us in the last verse, compared with the light, she is found to be superior. For it is succeeded by the night, but against wisdom, evil does not prevail. If we choose to humble ourselves and to die with him, again, against wisdom, evil does not prevail. Why evil is prevailing? Because evil can prevail against evil. But if we are seeking the wisdom of God, choose to die with him, the power of his direction will be ours and will be always victorious. May the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you from now and forever and ever. Amen.